To I'm in the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. Today we're back to our importance of series covering the front office manager and joining me to delve into this, we have Jasmine Zaman, AIH, Johanna Glugosh, MIH and Samantha Ryu, FIH. As always, a massive thank you to all three of them for giving up their time and opinion. Don't forget, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, just reach out to me directly at the email in the show notes. But for now, let's go learn about the importance of the front office manager. Hello and welcome to the next episode of I'm In, the Institute of Hospitality's official podcast, hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. Today, we're circling back to our Importance Of series, and having looked into the importance of the front of house manager back in April, we thought we should have a little look at one of its close relatives, the front office manager. I'm of course not going to attempt this all on my own, as we've once again roped in three more amazing people from within the IOH membership, who are all very kindly giving up their time to chat to us about this today. So first up from within the fellowship, we have Samantha Ryu, who is hotel manager of one of my favourite hotels in the world, the Beaumont. Samantha, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Yes. Very exciting. <laughs> great. Yeah. And well, you we were talking before that we turned the microphone on, your first ever podcast. It is. So uh, I promise to go easy on you but uh, how is life in in Mayfair? Uh, currently quite busy um, we started the season in September it's going to be um, quite busy until the end of the year um, we obviously just concluded to refurbish all our 72 bedrooms and we are just ramping up to open another 29 rooms by the end of October so um, they should be coming on any time now and uh, we'll have other two more event spaces coming on as well so we'll have 101 bedroom imminently um so yeah so ramping up for the busy season of christmas brilliant it, well exciting times then so you you're not busy in any way shape or form by the sounds of it no <laughs> yeah and making time to do a podcast as well so bless you yes. for that <laughs> next up from within the mih ranks we have johanna D- oh, here we go delugosh who is director of housekeeping at claridge's hello <laughs> I knew I was going to get it wrong. How are you doing? That's all right. It's, it is a tricky one. <laughs> There's something about the D and the L together that yeah. my Scottish mouth cannot get around. <laughs> I experienced this when I was living there, so don't worry. <laughs> Brilliant. Yes. How is, well, I, I also in Mayfair, how is how is life at Claridge's? Yeah, pretty similar like Samantha. We are getting ready for um, a busy time after a little quieter August. Um, we are nearly done with our big refurbishment from Claridge's. So that was a five-year project. And um, we are just about to get our last rooms finally back. That brings us up to 269 rooms. So uh, we are in the final stages of that. And uh, we just actually as well have opened an additional restaurant. So uh, we, we're growing within Claridge's. My word. Yeah, I mean, that that uh, refurbishment has had a, a lot of coverage. There's no question because of it. Claridge's is such a, a, I suppose, one of the grand old ladies of London. Yeah. And to, to undergo a, a massive refurbishment on such an old building, I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a, a good learning curve. And uh, I learned a lot about if I should ever build a house myself, uh, what I need to look out for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, well, thank you very much for, for joining us. And finally, from within our AIH members, 
you're a returning guest, Jasmine. It's Jasmine Zaman, who is a rooms operations voyager in Marriott County Hall. Hello, Phil, and thank you for having me back. I was actually on your first ever. Um, was it the first ever? Yes. So wow. it's great to be invited back to be on a second episode. Yeah, absolutely. And you also have one of the greatest job titles in existence, I think. So what does a rooms operation voyager do? So the um, voyage programme is Marriott's graduate management training programme. And um, the rooms operations version of it involves rotating around the different aspects of rooms division. So I have literally just finished my voyage programme and I was based predominantly in front office. Um, I did front desk, I did guest relations and um, duty manager. And then I had the opportunity to rotate around different departments and get involved with different projects to really get to know how different departments link together with rooms operations. Great stuff. I I definitely think somebody in marketing got a hold of that job title. Yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But that's uh, that's great. Well, you're all very, very welcome. And I appreciate, as I said at the beginning, uh, you all giving up your time to, to join us for this chat today. Before we get into the topic, I always like to ask everybody why they said I'm in to the IOH. So I'll come back to you, Samantha. Why did you say I'm into the IOH? I think sometimes, you know, when uh, when you work in a, in a new workplace, obviously you, you're in your own little bubble. I think it's important as well to come out of it every once in a while and try to share your knowledge so that you can, as an industry, grow. Um, I think uh, the advantage of a lot of uh, youngsters nowadays is that there is a lot more digital and uh, interaction, more networking. Um, and I think saying, I'm in with IOH, you get to share your knowledge, inspire others, aspire them to do a better and uh, to help grow the, the profession. And um, as it says, you know, sharing is caring. So if we will continue to care about our hospitality, we need to make it stronger. And um, there's no better way than saying I'm in. Very good. Beautiful summarization there. Absolutely. How long have you been a, a fellow now? Uh, quite recently, actually, probably 18 months now. Uh, OK, yeah, actually, you. I think you and I graduated in inverted commas at the same fellows dinner last year. Yeah, I think so. Yes, indeed. Yeah. There we are. So I should have should have probably known that then, shouldn't I? But there we are. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, great stuff. Um, and then same question to you, Johanna. Why, well, why did you say I'm into the IOH? Yes, actually, I'm I'm quite new to the IOH um, as as a member. As such, um, I only really joined last year. I knew obviously about IOH before, and I always admired what uh, what they're doing and how they're communicating with everybody and what kind of family it is within and um, when I was president of AICR UK Robert and I got to work very closely together last year at receptionist of the year because the IOH very kindly sponsored our receptionist of the year competition and I got to know Robert very well and I understood more about the IOH and as Samantha said it is about all the sharing aspect it's about that you help one another through the sometimes very difficult times that we are all facing and just to share sometimes the a little harder sides but then as well to maybe pick up quickly the phone and say like hey how are you actually doing that or how do you see that or can you help me with that it's just uh, it's just a great comfort to have that that family there so yeah it's it's just brings me a lot of joy being part of of such a great group brilliant and uh, and then 
back to you, Jasmine. You've obviously answered this question once before, but uh, that was a while ago. Has anything changed for you? Why, why did you say I'm in? So I said I'm in to the Institute of Hospitality um, back in 2020 during the pandemic. So I didn't actually study hospitality at college or at university. But during the third year of my degree, I had the chance to go work out in Spain because I studied Spanish. And uh, my internship was with Marriott at their Hotel Arts Barcelona. So I came back to the UK shortly after the pandemic hit and I had found this passion for hospitality, but I didn't really know where to go next and where to look for more learning opportunities and potential grad programs. So I joined in the pandemic whilst I was stuck at home, like the majority of us. And um, then when all of the in-person events started back up and running after the pandemic, I got involved with those and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, well, and you're now on the AIH Council as well, are you not? Yes, so I am part of the IOH Youth Council and um, I originally joined that because I'd dropped Robert a message whilst he was interviewing for the role of um, CEO and I gave him a couple of ideas which he then used in his presentation and one of it was to do with getting more youth engagement and um, more students involved with the IOH and the events they run. So then he came to me when he actually set up the Youth Council and was like, I think you understand the vision I want with this. Would you be um, open to being part of it? Great stuff. And it also proves that just occasionally, Robert does listen to ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There we are. That'll be, that's the end. This is the last podcast I'll ever do for the IOH uh, on the back of that. um, Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I control the editing. I can just edit that out, but no, that's fine. Um, no, that's great. Well, I, I think what's also great about that is that I think, as you kind of rightly pointed out there, and I've made a joke about it, but in actual fact, that one of the most important things is that we we kind of, as the IOH, we, we don't leave anybody behind. Everybody's voice is important. Uh, and that's kind of one of the reasons why we wanted to put this podcast together was to then you know give the opportunity for for associates, members and fellows to just get together and, and chew the fat over stuff. And so that's, that's I suppose, one of the, the, the major drives forward of, uh, of the IOH since, since Robert took over. So, no, you're all very welcome. And thank you very much for all of that. So I think it's time to just get stuck into today's question, which is all about the importance of the front office manager role. So I'm just going to kick off with a very, very open question, and anyone can jump in on this. But what is the front office manager? I'll, I'll go first, um, yes. if you don't mind. Um, so, so obviously, the front uh, front office manager would vary. Um, the title might vary depending on the properties uh, that you have. So, for example, at the Beaumont, we don't have a front office manager, but we do have a reception manager, which is uh, very similar. Yeah. And uh, so, some people in different properties, I know you did other podcasts about front of house manager, but some places would be front of house manager as well so it really really varies on the operation the number of bedrooms and uh, how the structure is and uh, what is a front office manager or reception manager would be uh, making sure that all the guests are welcomed into the hotel supervise the team um, ensure that all the all the rooms are allocated properly and uh, reservation have um, 
all been run smoothly and uh, making sure that the front office manager would be doing some recruitment and training, developing the team and um, raising standards and ensure that all the standards are followed. The front office manager might also do planning covers and rotas. And I, I'm sure that there is also some lovely um, back of house duties like budgeting, looking at guest bills and accounts that need to be chased up and any kind of IT that's related to uh, reception. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, so not a lot then? No, not a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a crucial it's a crucial role in, in a hotel because that's your, your, your front facing team, right? So um that's yeah. the when you do your check in and check out. That's the first people you see in the and the last one as well. Obviously, you also have the concierge team, but um, very crucial position in the hotel. Yeah, and would it depend then? You just mentioned the concierge team there as well. Would it depend on the size and size of the the property slash size of team whether the concierge team falls under the front of front office manager or is that generally something that's usually kept separate? In our like small properties that I've worked, I think um, it's reception manager and uh, head concierge separately. But again, there it all depends on the structure and the property. And perhaps uh, Joanna would uh, would uh, say something similar or different because obviously Claridge's has bigger rooms. So um, I'll just pass it on to Joanna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. nicely done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we we do have a front office manager, and our front office manager is overlooking the reception team as well as our guest services team or as other property may call them the special services team so he has a team around about nearly 30 people and he's looking after all of the receptionists you know like Samantha said the allocations the the billing setups the recruitment side of things um, the allocation of amenities the cost tracking of that uh, the forward thinking meeting with groups in regards to their allocation preferences if you know if there's any works going on in the hotel how or when rooms need to be put out when they need to be brought back but i think uh, in regards to your concierge question so we have that completely separate so we have a head concierge who's looking after all of the concierge team because i think really depends on your property, how you want to structure it. But I think if you have quite large teams on either side, then it's mostly that I've seen it having separate, so front office manager and a concierge manager or a head of concierge. But I think as well, the front office manager role, um, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here, has a little bit changed over the years because yes, they need to do all the technical side of things that we mentioned, but it's I think it's much more focused as well now on the emotional engagement with the team. So when it comes to being the guidance, being the mentor, being even the mortgage advisor or anything like that. So that has a bigger focus now than ever before, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose this is also depending, we're obviously, I I mean, all all three of you are operating within the the five-star marketplace. Not all hotels would have a concierge in any case. So I've got an interesting point on that, actually. So I work for a five-star hotel in central London, but we don't have a traditional concierge. So our guest relations team are the people who the guests go to for um, booking tickets and tours and getting recommendations of where to go. And they report to the guest relations manager and then the guest relations manager does report to our front office manager. So for us, the concierge does actually fall within... um, 
the remit of the front office manager. Right. Yeah. So I, I suppose that, that all of that feeds nicely into what Samantha said right at the beginning around the fact that it absolutely depends wholeheartedly on the size of the property, the 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 stature of that property, it, the the grading of that property, and all of these things that would have a massive bearing on what the role of a front office manager does. But I suppose there's some fundamentals by the sounds of it that are kind of fairly true across uh, any and all properties, really. And that is, you know, ultimately, you're there to look after the front office or reception uh, if it's a a reception manager, um, if they don't carry a front office manager. Yes, I Um, want to to second what Joanna was saying earlier as well, is that uh, this uh, emotional intelligence that... um, the reception or front office manager needs to have uh, that emotional intelligence to take care of the guests, but also the team, because at the end of the day, the front office manager might only be there X hours a week. And you need to make sure that the team says the same same speech or the same, uh, the same standard. And uh, you want to grow that team to be to the to the best of their capabilities. So um, is looking after the team and um, Again, with all the um, the issues that we have nowadays with r- rising costs and um, worries that people might have, you you really, what I would say, probably the maternal paternal figure in in that business to look after you after your team. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I I think that actually feeds nicely into to one of the questions we were going to cover in any case, which is let's just talk about the key attributes. Of, of what makes a good front office manager. And you've, you've already mentioned emotional intelligence as, as one of those. But what, what other attributes would you say are massively important in, in a successful front office manager? I've got a relatively simple and straightforward one, but I think one of the most important attributes um, for a front office manager is communication. So they have to be able to communicate their vision to the rest of their team who can then deliver. And they also need to be able to communicate with guests and lead by example. So for example, if their team need them to step in and help resolve the complaint, they need to be able to handle that as well. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree um, there. And I think as well, a really, really important feature is as well, like when it comes to time management, because we all know um, that the hours of the day are not enough in, in, in our operation. And I mean, time management, obviously, when it comes to, to the task, but as well as to have the time management with the team, that you manage your time as much with the guest, but as again, as much with the team and to make sure that they are on top of their time management. And it feels all together with the emotional intelligence, with the communication, time management, sensitivity around subjects. And, and, and I think a big big, big contribution is as well being open-minded because the hospitality has changed so much since we came back from COVID, where we all needed to adjust to different procedures and the guests have changed so much since then. So being open-minded, I think, is a very important feature of a front office manager as well. And then just going back to Joanna's um, point on time management, I think another important attribute is Um, the ability to delegate so there's so many tasks and responsibilities that we already discussed that the front office manager has to oversee so it's important that they identify who within their team they can delegate the different tasks to and where their teams are going to be able to grow by taking on certain responsibilities which overall fall under um, the remit of the front office manager. 
yeah, absolutely. I think all all right and relevant. I mean, that all this probably feeds into it. this point in time in your career if you're a front office manager as well. This is a leadership position, so you have to come with some leadership capability, uh, and a lot of the things that you've mentioned there are you know feed absolutely into how you develop as a leader. Yes, I would agree with all what uh, Gianna and uh, Jasmine said. I think uh, communication, listening, empathy, time management. But I would also uh, maybe also include no fear of decision making. Like you have, you will have quite a few tasks to do at once, and and uh, obviously you will have to delegate some of them. But um, at some point you'll you'll be bound to make a difficult decision, and you need to to not have a fear. You need to have that go attitude and uh, make it happen and um, yeah multitasking I mean all what uh, Joanna and Jazz said is very very relevant yes and I think actually adding on to you to Samantha is I think as well the being okay with maybe making a mistake because I think a lot of when you get into the front office manager position you have all of a sudden more responsibilities and more duties and you are sometimes called to a situation where you need to make the final decision if maybe a guest can stay or if they need to be walked, if they, you know, if it, there can be quite tricky situations, you know, where your duty manager team, if you have a duty manager team, needs your support or your, your reception team or any other uh, department of the building, really. And I think it's, it's the being okay with making a mistake because I think sometimes decisions are not being taken because people are too afraid of making a mistake. Yeah, I, I think the importance of that then stems down from the, the leadership within the property itself. And, and I suppose giving the front office manager the capability and confidence to make the, the decisions, but be comfortable enough that, it, that you're not always going to get that right, regardless of how good you might become as a front office manager. There's always going to be a circumstance that will stump you, that will you know be beyond your... Uh, your capability and that's just because you're dealing with so many people and so many things that can happen over the course of of a day and that's that's a, I suppose a, a dealing with external guests but also the 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 team as well absolutely yeah yeah great stuff okay is this uh is this a role and this is a, I suppose take your hotel hats off for a second and think just think about you as a a consumer of hospitality whenever you're out and about yourself on holiday, going out for food, whatever that might look like. Is this a role that is very hotel-centric or does it exist in, in other parts of hospitality? Um, I'm going to take that one if you don't mind. Um, Go for so, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the confidence. Let's do this. Yeah, so basically um, I've worked two years in contract catering and we had this role, uh, front office manager. We called it reception manager. And it was very similar. You had people coming in into the, the big bank building and checking in, seeing various people in the bank, um, like um, wealth management and uh, traders and things like that. So um, you had a full reception team and she had like 40 40 team members and um, obviously it's quite secure so you have to accompany the guests almost like rooming them but into a meeting room so yes the, the reception manager or front office manager you will see that in various parts of um, the hospitality industry uh, in smaller or bigger sites uh, but what has every, all this what it has uh, in common is that um, service side and that attention to details and making the guest or that corporate guest feel welcome into that uh, site. 
Yeah, so it 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 absolutely uh, exists in lots of different areas of hospitality. It just might not necessarily carry the same job title. Exactly, and um, what what I love about hospitality is that we all have that sense of um, being hospitable and making people feel welcome. So, what that skill that you're learning, you can just transpose it everywhere. It might be contract catering or retail or hotels or just independent properties that have uh, no room. So it's really transposable to any kind of uh, jobs, really. Absolutely. Okay, so let let's talk about day to day then, and let's specifically talk about challenge what are the the kind of challenges that a a front office manager has to face on a day-to-day basis and i think uh, i think i start off with the biggest challenge that a front office manager faces but not just the front office manager i think it's hospitality in general is is labor is at least with with, what i experienced is that you know before covid hit you needed to advertise for example receptionist for a day, two, three max, and you had a pool of CVs coming your way. Um, and that has drastically changed now. It's not the same anymore. That you, Yes, you get still applications, but by far, maybe not the same amount, maybe not the same quality as, as you got before. And I think that has obviously then the challenge for a front office manager who has such an important team below them is that the challenges that you need to assure that all your team members are constantly trained to the highest standard that they are to make sure that your guests have the best possible experience. And I think that is a huge challenge that um, front office managers are facing. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a, it's a really good point. And I suppose, as you say, it, it, it's a problem that exists across the industry in lots of different areas. Um, and I, I guess then that challenge is added into the, the, the front office manager's day-to-day as just one of these natural things that you now have to deal with. Um, so there's more onus on the front office manager then to be able to, uh, as you say, train, really focus on the training because maybe you're having to recruit somebody who is not carrying as much experience and whether that's job experience or life experience or whatever. So you've got to, I suppose, have that arm around approach to, to help them, help these people you'll jump on board successfully. Yeah, absolutely. What other challenges are there out there on a day-to-day basis? Um, I would say similar to Joanna, I think staffing is is a um, a bit of an issue as well. But obviously making sure that the team is trained and that they grow naturally uh, within the team, trying to really focus on uh, retention and uh, making them grow internally. Uh, But obviously the daily challenge that a front office manager or reception manager would have would be um, room allocation um, that might have an impact as well on housekeeping, things that get changed, uh, room allocation uh, at the last minute, uh, higher occupancy, you have limited rooms to to offer. Um, then obviously you need to liaise with um, reservation as well to make sure that there you have the best um, average room rate uh, available. You might have guests wanting twin rooms last minute and obviously you have to, to liaise with housekeeping or you might not have enough connecting doors and you need to to uh, to find a solution for the guest in front of you. So it's a lot of um, little things that could happen to the front office team or, or the front office manager that needs to be dealt with. Um, some things that might go wrong in the room or maybe a lift that doesn't work. So a daily challenge that um, just makes the job interesting still because that's one other thing that uh, the team always says to me it's 
Yeah, the team always says to me, that's what makes it exciting. You know, it's challenging. We love challenging. It's that little bit of adrenaline. But um, yeah, we just need to make sure that as front office manager, there is some proactive management around it to avoid stressful days daily so that you want to have a yeah. team that is happy to stay at the hotel, that they, they're being looked after, that their opinion matters and that you have a retention of the team to avoid... Uh, what Joanna was talking about earlier, having to wait 30 days versus two days in the past to recruit somebody. Yeah. Following on from what um, Samantha said, I'd say one of the big challenges for the front office manager is balancing everything. So on the one hand, there's that firefighter approach to dealing with those problems as they come in, unexpected changes in um, room preferences, guest elevators, sauna, et cetera, going out out of order. But then also there's balancing that with setting the vision and the strategy for the front office team and creating like an ideal vision for what you want the department to be and what you want everyone to strive to achieve together. Yeah, absolutely. I I think you were going to say something, Johanna, as well. Um, Yeah, I think... Obviously, the, the challenges as well that they are facing is, is the guests, you know, the the guest has changed. Ah, yes, the guest. <laughs> the, 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 the one thing, you know, that they obviously have changed a lot since traveling is open again and their expectations are much higher than they were a couple of years back, you know, and with everything that's happening in the world, with the cost of living crisis and so forth, the expectations have gone through the roof from, from guests and you know, all of us, uh, as well on this forum, you know, we we are charging a, a good amount of money for for the guest experience. So we need to make sure that this is always up to the guest standard. And I think that the biggest challenge is the guests sometimes because you all have your internal or we all have our internal challenges, you know. But we always know each other and can help each other. But sometimes you have a guest in front of you that you never really met. And you're never really seen. And then if that guest isn't happy, then you need to figure out how to deal with them. So I think that is a that is a challenge as itself that comes as being a front office manager. Yeah, that, that was one of those things back in, this, we're going back a, a few years now, but um, when I used to work on the, the front desk, that, those sorts of challenges were the challenges that I lived for. <laughs> I loved the opportunity to turn a shouting person into a, an ally. Yeah, like it was just, it was just, it's just such a great training ground for life, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, to to be able to to turn around, and I don't think we talk about that enough as an industry about something like what that that specific thing can give you as a skill, you know, for your life and day to day. Yes, it's the art of negotiation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, for me, that's one of the most rewarding things when you deal with a um, complaint and then it ends up being a positive review or the next time that guest comes and stays with you, they then remember how well you handled their complaint and it encourages them to even come back. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree with Jazz is that the rewarding feeling and when when there is has been some little hiccups along the way and you get a great review out of it or great feedback um, on departure. Um, and what um, I'd like to say as well is that uh, the team needs to feel empowered to, to deal with situation because they can't always rely on the front office manager to be there. So they really need to feel empowered to be able to, to deal with that situation and um, use any means necessary 
to try to to please that guest uh, obviously within boundaries and uh, use teamwork as well like bounce each other ideas on how to make it right and um use somebody else's experience that might not work in front office but they know the guest because they have maybe uh uh, being in the concierge team and they know what they like. So um, it's that real teamwork that's going to come together uh, because as Joanna was mentioning, we are charging really, really high rates compared to pre-COVID and um, they are highly demanded guests now. So it's about that personalization. Yes, the it might be brand new refurbished hotels or they look amazing, but it's that personalized uh, attention to details that's going to make the difference to competition basically. Yeah, absolutely. And and Johanna, I think you were going to add something as well. Yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have Samantha let go there because I, I wanted to mention empowerment as well, because I think teams are relying too much on their managers and too much, or I would call my front office manager. And I think giving the team the, the empowerment to, to face those challenges, it's um, not just for their you know, own experience, but as well, it's their own growth in the end, right? Because if you think about, I mean, when I was a duty manager, I taking the first complaint that you ever had versus taking now a complaint is very different that you handle things. So your experience obviously grows with the more you the more you get exposed to. So yeah, exposure is a is a big thing as well. Yeah. So if um if the 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 average guest now is a little bit more demanding than perhaps they they used to be how do how does that role then have to adapt to kind of combat that i think listening and um coming back to that emotional intelligence or um being like mini uh inspectors or mini um spies like trying to find ways to look what what they like and uh, what they eat in the morning and um, how they place things in the bedroom and recognize their faces and use their names and uh, but also like related to maybe a conversation that you had with them a few days ago like in, in our team at the Beaumont, we're really good at um, trying to share the conversation that we have had with uh, with the guest, guest between the team so that we can relate it back when we have conversation with the guest later on that day. Um, housekeeping is a great source of uh, information because obviously they go into the bedroom of our guest and um, they might spot little things that we'd like to know so we can make it even extra special for the guest. Yeah, well, I think that probably highlights another key attribute as well i mean we've already added another one in which is problem solving i think that's we can absolutely say that you need to have that in your armory for, as an attribute as a front office manager but collaboration right i mean you, you how how can you actually do a successful job as a front office manager if you are not collaborating with the other teams in the in the property yeah absolutely and i think the Obviously, the, the, the most prominent collaboration is between housekeeping and reception. But then there are so many other collaborations that needs to happen, you know, between the luggage team, between housekeeping, between technical services, between in-room dining. And I mean, the list is going on and on and on. I think the, the reception, because it is the heart of the hotel and most of the most of properties around the world, it's like the center where everything comes together. It's most of the time the, the place where people are going when they complain, let it be a guest or let it be maybe a staff member who says, oh, the electricity just went in, in the bar. Can you help me? And it is really 
the the front office that really is dealing with most of the most of the hustle and bustle um, when it comes to I guess needing something. Yeah, without question. I mean, it it kind of all filters through there, doesn't it? I mean, you can't. As a guest, it's very rare that you would get through an experience in a hotel without having some kind of interaction with the the front office team. I'd say also for the majority of guests, the um, front office is the first point of contact and the last point of contact because they're involved in the arrival and also in the departure of the guests. Yeah, totally. Well, that I mean, without question, that that last last experience that a guest has is as important as the first experience, right? Because that's the thing that they leave with. And it's it's that old adage of breakfast is generally the last meal that somebody will have in your establishment. So make sure that your breakfast offer is really, really good. But it's amazing how many people don't do that. But anyway, that's a subject for another day. And that's one of of Uncle Phil's biggest bugbears. But there we are. Yeah, right. So um, anybody listening to this who is aspiring to climb the ranks uh, and maybe... Jazz, you're a, a case in point here. You're kind of, I suppose, more at the beginning of your your career when it comes to this. But what should anybody who's aspiring to become a front office manager go seek out in terms of experience and knowledge to help them get the best possible start whenever they hit this role for the first time? I'm here to listen to your words of wisdom, ladies. Joanna, <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Oh, God. <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, I feel the pressure now. I, think, <laughs> you know, when I was a when I was was coming up and being a receptionist, being a supervisor, and then a duty manager, I always I learned the most. I'm like a I'm like a sponge. I'm learning the most from my managers and my mentors. So, seeing how my front office managers, reception managers, have dealt with the guests and the team, I learned a lot about what I really like and what I want to be versus what I really don't like and don't want to want to be. And I think being open-minded uh, is, is a big thing when you want to climb the ranks and want to become a front office manager because as we all pointed out now, every property is so different and every, every setup is very different. So maybe how, what we, think as a front office manager isn't the same as what the hotel that you inspire to want you to be as a as a front office manager but I think being open-minded not being afraid and being really open to, to anything but as well having your own ideas and having your own thought in your mind would you want to be as a front office manager and maybe you need to adjust that when you get um time as front office manager or when you become a front office manager or when you learn from that but having having an idea of what you want to be as a manager I think. Um, I agree with what Joanna said I think um, obviously you can grow within the reception team um, and become a front office manager but equally you can come from F&B and then transfer to the front office team and grow from there with that experience as well. But I think it's, as Joanna was saying, you have to be curious, be uh, hungry for, for knowledge and um, observe a lot. I think you should also tell your manager that is something that you aspire to, because obviously if your manager doesn't know that obviously they can't point you out in the right direction, they know you, they, they spend with you eight, nine hours or more a day with you. So they know what you're good at, what you're not good at and what needs a little bit of uh, help with. 
so tell them, be, be truthful and tell them that you want to grow and what is the path that you need to, to follow. And then obviously then they can put a program for you in place. You get the support from the HR or PND to help you get some training internally or externally uh, that can help you. Obviously joining the AICR as well helps. Um, I'm promoting there a little bit of Johanna. <laughs> Uh, but joining, <laughs> joining AICR does help as well because you have all that networking and by going to those kind of events, you you get to know what other hotels do. What I, One thing that I would say is once you have that path of growth and, uh, and, and learn as you go, be, be like Joanna, be a sponge and learn, but... But grow, grow not too fast, grow steadily, learn from the mistakes um, and mistakes are okay, just have some feedback. And one thing that I do notice a little bit more is that people tend to grow very fast the ladder and sometimes they don't have that maturity or that um, emotional intelligence that comes with it. And um, when you do have difficult situation or lots of things to handle uh, at one same point, you could perhaps crumble so you need to make sure that you have a strong basis and wherever you can improve just get the feedback from your manager but just grow steadily don't don't rush take your time uh, and make sure that you're the best as what you can be I, i think that's a massively important message yeah, I wish there would be a video because I was just nodding along every single second. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think that, you know, especially when it comes to, to matters of dealing with humans on a one-to-one basis who bring their, their individuality to, to every single problem that you might face is that uh, regrettably in this instance, there is there's nothing like experience. You know, um, you can't, learn that in a classroom so i i absolutely am on board with samantha's point about kind of don't don't feel like you need to be in a rush just go out and seek the challenge it's much like what i was talking about earlier on be that person if you hear somebody shouting down the other end of the reception desk be that person who wants to be the one to go and deal with it be that person who wants to go and solve all of the the most difficult problems that come past the uh the the desk because those are the things that give you the experience from a day-to-day perspective. And they also give you the confidence to know that you can handle pretty much anything that's going to come your way. And that was something that was taught to me very, very early on in my career. And I would absolutely pass that on to anybody who, who cares to listen. That When you get that in your head, all of the wonderful stuff in your career happens on the other side of how much you're willing to challenge yourself. And the front office manager is absolutely no different to that. So just... If you're not a front office manager yet, just seek the challenge uh, and and embrace it head on with uh, humility and with empathy and with all of the things that we've spoken about earlier on. Um, and I think you'll you'll set yourself up for for a really wonderful career, which actually then feeds nicely into the question that I'll end this with, which is what what can you go on to become once you're 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 a front office manager and you've had I don't know, however many years experience of doing that. What's next? Where can you go? I think, again, it comes back to the the property you're in. Uh, if you're a smaller property, the structure would be different, but it could be, uh, so if you say front office manager, similar to reception manager, you could grow to a rooms division manager or a front of house manager. Uh, you might progress to a hotel manager and then later on to a GM, but it really depends on the structure 
of the of the dep um, of the hotel but you could also progress sideways you know that's the what i really like about hospitality all our skills are transferable and you could decide that you're really a people's person and you want to move into human resources and uh, people development i've seen as well people that were in reception and that moved on to being head concierge so um i think your world is your oyster that you can achieve a lot of different things yeah, find out what sings to you. I suppose, uh, Johanna, you're a case in point because uh, I think yeah. you have kind of moved sideways, as it were, because you were a front office manager before your current role. Yeah, I was a front office manager for nearly two two years, nearly. Um, and I moved on to become director of housekeeping. And, you know, for me, it was very much because I'd done housekeeping before after being duty manager because I just didn't understand sometimes why certain rooms maybe didn't come back on time or what the challenges are. And I wanted to understand it a little bit better. And as well, I wanted to maybe work with a different kind of team. You know, I think everybody at reception is very um, motivated and want to progress. And in housekeeping, sometimes you have um, lovely ladies and gents who are absolutely happy with, you know, coming in, doing their nine or 10 credits or whatever you have and then going home. And that's a different kind of management. But I think after being front office manager, as Samantha said, it depends on your property and the structure there. But I think the vault is really your oyster. If you want to go HR, as is already said, or like me go into housekeeping, it is really... It is so diverse, this role, that you can do a lot of things afterwards. Yeah. And, and Jazz, what's, uh, what, uh, do you have aspirations to become a front office manager at some point in your career? Um, it's something I thought about. So I've just started um, working as guest relations manager as of the start of this month. Um, oh, right. And I, Fabulous. Thank you. Um, and for me, at some point, I'm interested in moving across to sales. So... I'm not sure whether it um, would be beneficial to go work up to front um, office manager before moving across into sales and doing that lateral move, or if it would be an option once I've done my current position. So I agree with what both of the ladies have said. It really depends on what property you're working in and where your own um, interests and strengths lie as to where you go next. I'd like to, to add yeah. something to that, Phil, if you don't mind, because uh, um, means, yes. Jazz was saying that she might be interested in sales. And I think it's, again, it's telling, you, uh, telling the manager in question, because I get that um, asked a lot, you know, it's telling them, okay, that's my plan in the future. Can I do some cross-training? And um, if you have quite a good company that you work for, they would never say no to a cross-training yeah. for you to make sure that that's what you want to go. Because we all have to gain by uh, growing our team members from within with the short that we have so I would say to anybody that's listening just speak to your manager say where you want to go and uh, they will they will make it happen for you yeah absolutely and Jazz I'm, I'm hoping that you have had this discussion with your manager and they're not going to get a, an unpleasant shock when they listen to this podcast <laughs> no I have had that conversation so <laughs> when I was um, completing the voyage program um, one of my rotations was in the sales and events team and then off the back of that, my so my front office manager has actually recently left. So we have our assistant front office managers and director of rooms kind of combining to do um, that role for now. Yeah. And we had uh, on the back of the, the rotation in sales, I had a conversation as to whether I think moving across to sales now or further down the line is what I want to do. 
But, but that role is that role is perfect for connection. So um, grab a lot of business cards because you'll need that. <laughs> Very good. See, the world is your oyster uh, from 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 this position onwards. So, ladies, thank you so much for your your time and input today. I think there's there's been a lot of valuable content within there. I think equally there's many many more things that we could discuss, but time has been our enemy today. But um, yeah, th thanks so much, and I, I wish you all a very pleasant day ahead. Thank you very much. Thank Phil. you so much. Thank you, Phil. Have a lovely day, everyone. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I'm in. I'm in. Today's episode of I'm in covered the importance of the front office manager and featured Jasmine Zaman, AIH, Johanna Dlagosh, MIH, Samantha Rio, FIH, and hosted by me, Phil Street, FIH. A huge thank you goes to the IOH's very own Sonia Caresso, MIH for the artwork and branding, and Leon Williams, FIH for the music. To say I'm in and feature on a future episode, contact phil.street at instituteofhospitality.org. And to find out more about the Institute of Hospitality or to join our hospitality family, please click the links in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening and join us next time where we'll be discussing well-being in the kitchen. Oh,